Our guest speakers today are becoming very good friends of Pastor Sharon and mine. We actually are originally from the great state of Ohio, but they felt God called them to Europe and then also expanding into the Middle East and into the continent of Africa. And so they've been based out of the UK for the last seven years. And they've got a really amazing ministry. You're going to hear a little bit more about it today, particularly with a heart to equip people in healing, to equip people in the power of God in their lives and prophecy, but taking these supernatural things and walking it in our everyday lives. And so we're really excited to have them. They ministered so powerfully here in first service already, and we expect the same today. So if you want to join us and give an amazing TCC welcome to Nate and Megan Turner from Turner Missions. Wow, wow. It's already been such a great welcome of Toronto. Like, I tell you, although I grew up in Ohio, which, you know, is actually quite close to Canada, but I've never been. So this is my, my first, first time to Toronto, first time to Canada, and it has been amazing. And honestly, you have such a beautiful city. I'm a city person. Though. Not my first time. No, she's been to Canada, but... But it was amazing. It's been amazing. And just, just hanging out with um, Pastor um, Brendan and Sharon and just, just even how we connected. In a, I think the first time I met you was in a bus in Glasgow, which was quite funny. <laughs> that, you know, you, we look and see. But um, thank you guys for having us out this weekend and just, um, just being here with you guys and just seeing what God is doing across the world, you know. And we are, we are so pumped and ready to just see even more. Anybody else with me? Just to see more. And if, if you know, this is the thing, there, there's a lot of negativity if you watch media and things and you look in the natural realm, it would look like so hopeless. But I know more than ever, God is doing more upon the earth than we've ever seen. It's our job as the church, the body of believers, to see from his perspective and bring into action even more, Right? Bring in the, thy kingdom come, right? Thy, thy will be done. Manifest your realm. You know, manifest your kingdom realm. And so our heart within that, we've been, uh, grew up in Ohio, then North Carolina, then, then um, England. We, we've, gosh, we've partnered with so many different ministries. And just even the radical call of moving there, I feel like, has been that place of even that, that anybody ever been on a, a journey and you feel like he just keeps you know, sharpening you, but also pressing anybody, you know, there's probably some in this room right now, but in that journey of helping with a church plant in Manchester, England, to um, working with Youth for Christ in Preston and schools and churches, to coming to Glasgow, actually, and working with David and Emma Stark, and just, just all of these things, to last year, we got residency, which was so amazing, because when, um, actually, my wife mentioned again in the, the first service, when we first moved to the UK, Megan was like, oh, I'll give you one year. I was the one that was really spearheading, you know, like, this is what God told us to do. This is what we're doing. I mean, and actually, every day, God kept showing. You know, anybody been there? And she was praying, like, every day, God, you have to show me something every day. And literally, every day, God kept showing. But now we've just celebrated seven years um, there with that, which has been amazing in a place that we actually have full freedom to operate on our own um, without having to actually work for someone. And so we've just made a transition this year, stepping fully out on our own um, with the focus to really bring awakening to the nations and stir the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit throughout the kingdom. You know, and it's, it's not as if the world's so dark and we're, we're always trying to fight this battle, but actually that's what people would a lot of times think but actually, it's our place to be in the offensive state. And actually, God's already winning the battle. We just get to join the, join the journey and keep fighting even more in a place to bring the fullness upon the earth and in people's lives. And so with that, you know, we have a couple different things that we actually launched out for this year. We launched with what we call miraculous mentorship. And really, it's a heart. It's almost like pastoring in the supernatural. And even on our journey, I look back and I see where God brought us on this healing and prophecy and the supernatural journey that it was a very lonely walk. I was actually a part of like a, a church that was great, but with that church, they were open to some extent, but weren't really training and activating in people. And like for us, I was like, God, how can we help create a culture 
in a place that they may not live in Glasgow, but they may, may live across the world, that we can help build connection and relationship to make you realize that. Anybody ever feel crazy because God does some radical things in your life sometimes? And so sometimes it's nice to know that you're not always crazy, right? <laughs> Am I the only one? And so even the connections like with the, um, the Wittens, like and all of these different connections that have been amazing and really been the steer, spearhead that's helped us stay focused on the more. And so Miraculous Mentorship is a 10-month mentorship that we say, look, we'll, we'll be with you on the, over the next 10 months. We meet once a month via Zoom. And um, it's basically hour, typically an hour, hour and a half of training, but then activation of gift of prophecy, healing, and deliverance. And then we do activation. This past week, we've seen six people get healed via Zoom. We have, this year, we have 15 states represented, um, England, Scotland, and Albania. So they're all over the world. Time difference does make it a little bit um, fun sometimes. But, it, but what I love is it's not about Nate and Megan, but it's about activating the body of Christ and the fullness that it's not just we're just called to heal. You're called to heal. You have the gift of healing. You have the gift of prophecy. You have all of these things that we can operate. And our goal is, and what we want to help cultivate is an army across the earth, not necessarily under eternal missions, but where we're under his kingdom realm and we are changing and radically shifting things in the spirit that when we walk in places, people fall out in repentance to the Lord. People get healed when we walk into the room, not because of who we are, but who Christ is through us. And so miraculous mentorship, we meet in small groups as well to kind of, you know, sometimes you just need prayer. Anybody just need prayer. Sometimes you just need some people to come alongside you. Hey, this is what's been going on. Speaking and prophesying into their life. And so next year, we actually capped it this year at 30. Next year, we're opening up to 100. So we are limited on that. But if you want more information, please do sign up for that. As well, um, we do what we call divine prayer unit training. And the heart is, is not to just create, you do ministry here, here, and there, and that's it. No, that's, that's, that's a lie from the enemy. We are Jesus everywhere we go, right? And so um, back in, we, our first one was actually in Norfolk, England. And we went down, which is about seven, eight hour drive down, and we uh, did a, a day and a half training, which actually in the future will probably be a little bit longer, but really of, of getting people's heart posture to the love of Jesus. Because, you know, how many of you know that's really the core value? It's not the miraculous, it's, it's Jesus. Falling in love with God so deep that we manifest his presence and knowing who we are. And so we spent a day and a half, two days in um, training for gift of healing and, and prophecy. And then we, 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 it was a town called Sheringham in Norfolk. And we, basically, we, we, we set up a big pop-up canopy and served hot chocolate and loved on people. We've seen people healed. We've seen people come to Jesus. And through that, not to create street ministry, but to create a normality for us as Christians to understand how easy it is to see the miraculous manifest in our lives and activate and equip and help people's identity to align in that. Um, to, gosh, we have many things kind of down the road, but these are kind of like the main things that we've been doing recently. Obviously, we itinerate, we speak different places. We've been actually in the, in the U.S. for several weeks. Yeah, we have weekly prayer meeting, which has been, I mean, to give you an idea, actually people join in sometimes in our prayer meeting, not actually in person, but we have them on our TV. And the one week, we're all in the floor in the Holy Spirit. And I look over on the TV and everybody's off their screen. Nobody's on screen. And this is what we're seeing the Holy Spirit manifest himself all across the earth. And so if you'd like to partner with us, we do have a table. We are selling shirts for $25 um, if you'd like to buy a shirt. Or if you'd like to partner with us, I don't actually normally say this. And I don't even like to talk about money in that aspect. But I did feel like the Lord wanted me to tell Somebody or just say that we're believing for $100,000 this year to actually advance the kingdom, which is actually more money than previously. We're bringing on our first volunteer staff, which our thing is God told us to bring her on, and we're believing for money to come because this is the thing. It's the kingdom of God, advancing the kingdom of God for his glory. And so if you'd like to partnership with us, great. If you just want to pray for us, sign up for our newsletter. But with that, just, just fall in love with Jesus. Can you guys stand with me for a moment? I don't know, I just, everywhere we go, I just, I just, we just love on Jesus. Can we just, can we just worship and pray in tongues for a moment? Sia torra ma, sia torra ma, sia torra basatai. Sia nararara bo, sia karra bo, sia nararara bo, sia nararara basatai. Sia torra ma, sia terra bo, sia karara bo, sia nararara I really feel just in this moment, there's some people that have come in even weary and heavy burden. 
But the Holy Spirit is saying, I just want to release you of this pressure in this moment. I want to release you of a place to fulfill my, one, the love relationship I have for you, but also in the fullness of what I've called and activated you in. So some of you right now, as we're just praying, and let's just continue for praying and worshiping tongues for a moment longer. But this is some of your moments to release the pressures, release some of the, the heavy burdens to him. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, manifest yourself here. As we even seen several backs healed this morning in the first session, we know that's just the beginning testimony where intestinal issues were healed, Father. We know that that's just, just part of the testimony, part of what you're wanting to do today. So, Father, we just say, have your way in each of our lives right now. Have your way in our minds. Have your way, Father, that if we have some cultural blockages, if we have some church cultural blockages, if we have things that we've put you in a box, Father, we say, have your way in us so that we can step in the fullness of who you are, Jesus, so we can stop in the fullness of who you are. So have your way today, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Yeah, and I just want to pray if you're, I feel to pray over marriages just for a moment. Um, if you're, you don't, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but if you're, marriage is in a, a, at a tipping point. I just want to pray for healing in that relationship. And so Father, I just declare right now for healing and restoration to come to marriages this morning. Father, where there has been a sense of hopelessness, God, I pray and declare life over those couples right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray for the spouses who have maybe lost their way with you. Father, I pray that they would encounter you this morning. God, even as we pray, even as we're in our, in our service right here, Father, I declare, Lord, God, that they would encounter your, your tangible presence this morning. God, I pray, Lord, that broken marriages are restored. Come on, sometimes you gotta speak some things into existence. Come on, if you're in a situation, that you feel like you've lost all hopelessness, speak into existence what you want to see because that is the will of the Father. And so, Father, I just declare, Lord, that all brokenness is mended and made whole right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Can you just give God some praise? Yes. Yes, Father, we give you praise and glory. All the glory is yours. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You can be seated. We saw some people get healed in the first service, so that's amazing. Praise God. And so um, I spoke about the uh, realms of abundance in the first service, but I'm completely t changing tact. So I'm going to just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I'm actually going to go a different direction, if that's all right. Is that okay? <laughs> So I guess you'll just have to talk to somebody else that heard this morning. But I want to talk to you. I feel led by the Spirit of God to, um, to speak to you about going from presence to glory. And so, now, you thought that was the same thing, didn't you? And so, but I'm going to just, I'm going to dig into 1 Samuel 4. And I'm going to whiz through this as quickly as I can. Because I want to make sure that we have time to pray at the end. But if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Samuel 4. And it... It, it is a pleasure to be here, and we are honored to be here. Um, and we love pastors Sharon and Brendan. They're amazing. Love what is happening here. Um, and by the way, Brendan, Nate plays PlayStation 5 too. So you guys got to team up. Um, so 1 Samuel 4, and I think they have it. Okay, good. When all the Israelites saw the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord coming into the camp... Their shout of joy was so loud that it made the ground shake. Now, I'm just going to stop there for a minute because I had something come to mind. I've been to Canada one other time in my life, 1996, and that, that was um, in Quebec. When my dad and mom were youth pastoring, and they took a team to Quebec to do a youth camp. And I remember, my, so this is my, my memory of Canada. So um, there was lots of 
French there when we arrived, and we ate the most horrible pizza, but it's all right. We were starving, so we ate it anyways. <laughs> um, so, but I remember, I mean, I was nine years old at the time, and we had service in this little wood building, and it was in the middle of a lake. I don't even know, it was in the middle of nowhere, this camp. I can't even tell you where it was. We drove 17 hours to get to this camp, and all I remember was God broke out in that building, and the building, because it was on a river, it, it didn't seem quite stable because we were so wild in that place that the, the building began to shake, and I literally thought it was going to collapse on us. But it's okay. God kept us safe. Um, but so that is my memory of when I, when I think of Canada. So anyways, back to what I was saying. So the sh- their shout of joy was so loud it made the ground shake. What's going on? This is verse 6. What's going on, the Philistines asked. What's all the shouting about in the Hebrew camp? And when they were told it was because the ark of the Lord had arrived, they panicked. And the gods have come into their camp, they cried. This is a disaster. We have never had to face anything like this before. Help! Who can save us from these mighty gods of Israel? They are the same gods who destroyed the Egyptians with plagues when Israel was in the wilderness. Verse 9. Fight as never before, Philistines. If you don't, we will become the Hebrew slaves just as they have been ours. Stand up like men and fight. So the Philistines fought desperately, and Israel was defeated again. The slaughter was great. 30,000 Israelite soldiers died that day, and their survivors turned and fled to their tents. And just like we've been saying this morning, that God is showing his glory on the earth already. Amen? And so we got to recognize that. Glory is referenced in the Bible 402 times. And so I've realized that when something is a word or some phrase is mentioned repetitively, especially 402 times, we better pay attention to that. And so just as um, John Piper said once, the vindication of God's glory is the ground of our salvation, and the exaltation of God's glory is the goal of our salvation. So really, to define God's glory is nearly impossible because it's that great. And whether or not we are ready, he is coming and it is already here. Amen? Do you agree with me? I feel like I got about half of the room. Do you agree with me? Okay. How can we define the glory of God? And I think we can describe it in many ways. But the best definition that I can find is this. Glory is the invasion of God's reality into the human sphere. And it describes the action of God that he takes which is eternally existent in heaven, pushes through the veil that separates natural and spiritual realities and reveals within the parameters of our time and space the splendor of his magnificent, magnificent beauty and splendor. Amen? So he's coming. His glory invades. And we can look, we can look all around today and we can see the evidence of God's glory. Just look around you. And if we have eyes to see in this room, you would see the glory of God everywhere. We need eyes. Amen? We need spiritual eyes to see. We need eyes more than we need anything. And the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers and even some believers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, mentioned in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. I think we have seen God in his glory and anger, but we have also seen his glory and power and majesty. And how many times in the Bible did we see God get angry because the people didn't believe that he could manifest his presence and glory in them and through them to a nation? In Numbers 14 and 12, God was so angry at Israel that he said to Moses, I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them, and I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. God was willing to scrap over 500 years worth of investment in Abraham's lineage and start all over with Moses. That's incredible. And God was basically saying to Moses, I will make you the head of the nation instead of Abraham, and I will do a better job with your descendants than I did with his. 
He was so angry because he had already shown them his glory, but they still did not believe. And he said, how long will they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? And we see something similar to this in the story when Jesus goes up to the mountain with Peter, James, and John. And they have that encounter up on the mountain. And they come down and the disciples are asking, we can't heal this boy. This boy is not getting healed. And the father was asking, why is he not getting healed? And so that story alone shows us that there was people in, in that congregation that did not have belief. The disciples didn't even have belief. And they were the ones following Jesus. So it was a failed lesson that they learned. Because Jesus said, you already know. You already have it in you. You already have the glory of God in you to see myself manifested through, through a boy that needs healed. And so he was so angry because he had already shown them his glory, but they still didn't believe. God, we repent if there's any unbelief in us. Father, we repent. Come on, I want you to say this with me. Some of you still need to have your full belief that the Holy Spirit and the glory of God can work through you. So Father, we repent. I repent this morning if I have any unbelief in my heart or in my life that doesn't bring you glory. You've already given it to me. So Father, help us this morning to understand and comprehend, even if we don't have the understanding, even if we don't have the logical understanding, but God, it is your spirit that works through us. It is not by my power. It is not by my might. It is by his spirit alone that works through us. So Numbers 14, 11, his plan was simple. First, I will show you my glory to you. Then I will show my glory through you to the nation. But when it was time for it to be manifested in them, they still refused. And we know God's glory can come to us, but we have difficulty believing it could be manifested through us. And he was willing to destroy them all. Then we see Moses step in and intercede on their behalf and asked him to be merciful and forgive the people. Are you with me? I know I'm throwing a lot out at once, so just stay with me. But God's plan doesn't fail, and he made an oath with Moses and said, as I live, as I live, which is the first time in scripture he uses as I live as an oath, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of God. Number 14, Numbers 14 and 20, 21. And I love what Haggai 2.7 says, and I will shake the nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. In Isaiah 40 and, 40 and 5, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And if you need another scripture, Habakkuk 2.14. God seems to delight in bringing his glory through means that are disdained by religious systems. And he comes to things that are weak and despise and dignifies them with his glory. And we try to make our man-made ideas and our strategies and work up the glory of God, thinking that he is well-pleased with us, when in reality it displayed no glory at all. It was just good ideas. And you can have good music and you can have good preaching with no glory in it. Or maybe we feel the presence of God and believe that it is enough to sustain us. I believe God is saying to us that we need to expect his glory, expect his power, and expect his manifestations. Do you believe the glory of God is in you? I want you to look to your neighbor and I want to say, I want you to tell them it's in you because we're going to get this. From the beginning of time, the people of God were meant to steward his glory and bring glory to the earth. That was his desire and plan from the beginning. And we carry out that desire and plan. And when we sing things like we did this morning, from you are all things, and to you are all things. You are worthy of it all. 
What are we actually saying and singing? All glory is from you, so we release all glory on the earth through your manifesting power and authority. Let's look at the Ark of the Covenant for a moment. Israel had just lost a battle to the Philistines. 4,000 warriors were dead, and now they were trying to figure out why God had not blessed their efforts and why they had lost. Do you ever feel that sometimes in little, do you ever feel like that sometimes in your own circumstances that you just feel like it's a losing battle, it's a cycle of losing battles over and over? And you did all you could but felt like God didn't bless your efforts? But the word of the Lord was with Samuel. But the nation was not ready to follow the spiritual leadership of the young prophet. So the nation was being led by a group of elders, which was the first problem, instead of by the man with the word of the Lord. And in the moment of crisis, the elders lacked the necessary discernment to find God's heart and go the right direction. They asked the right question, why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? But then they came up with the wrong solution. Let us bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from Shiloh with us, that when it comes among us, it may save us from the hand of our enemies. They were trying all these man-made ideas to fix the problem at hand. Let's try this. Let's try that. That worked last time, so let's try it again. But all the elders finally decided, yes, let's go get the ark. That is what we need because it will save us next time. But what happened, instead of hearing from God, they found their own creative thinking more profitable. Let me just say this. Sometimes God will test us by removing his counsel to see if we will move ahead with human consensus when we actually have no word from God. God wants us to train and he's training us in diligent listening, hearing his plans and purposes, and then walking in radical obedience and desperate dependence on his leading. Christianity is so controversial because Christianity relies on dependence. Where we live in a world where independence is celebrated. We can see clearly that the elders needed a spiritual breakthrough. They chose to bring the Ark of the Covenant to the battlefront in the hopes that it may save us from the hand of our enemies. In 1 Samuel 4 and 3. So let me put this in a practical context, a practical church context, can I? We need to stop picking songs, worship songs, in our set list like they are some sort of lucky charm in a box that you think will certainly bring his glory and get the crowd momentum going. I'm saying this generalized, okay? Not this church. Just so clarity on that. (laughs) You might be disappointed. And it may be a sincere gesture or decision, but it's a common thing to mistake human activity for a spiritual breakthrough. And this happens the most when we get frustrated with the lack of response from people when we're in a corporate worship setting. And songs are powerful. Come on, there's some anointed songwriters. I mean, they're out there. Songs are powerful and written by incredible worship leaders and songwriters. So please don't misunderstand me, okay, in this. This is generalized. Songs are powerful tools for releasing worship, but when we look at them in an an unbalanced way, the Lord will sometimes cause them to be as powerless as the ark was for the Israelites on the battlefield. And in the story that, I'm, that I read to you, 1 Samuel 4, 5 through 10, you can read the whole chapter at another time. 
But in the story, the people of God had the presence of God, the ark, and they had the shout in the camp, but they lost the war. And the presence wasn't enough to defeat their enemies. So we can have the presence of God without the glory of God. Do you get this? So let me put it this way. The presence of God can destroy the demonic influence in our life, but I believe, according to this study, I believe we need the glory of God to defeat the principalities, the higher demonic of the earth, and in the church. Amen? You can come up to the keyboard. I'm coming down for a landing. This should be our desire. Come on, I've grown up in church all my life. I know how to do church. But I've come to a place in my life after serving Jesus for over 30 years that I am just not satisfied. And I hope that that's all of our hearts. That we see the glory of God come in such a way that people on the platform can't even stand. And I think this is why it's such a passion and an a real a, a passion in our hearts and even a call from God on on us to train and equip believers to say it is in you now it's not that we don't come to church and receive from you know pastors we need we need all of that we need our pastors to train us we need our pastors to equip us we need we need prophetic words we need we need all of that we need intercession but I'll tell you this, that, and we made, a, we made a, an important decision before we launched our own ministry. And we said, and even on, on our piece of paper of values, our values are Jesus, and we have it written down, Jesus, because now you would think, well, isn't that a given? I mean, you're a Christian organization, you're a Christian ministry. ministry. Yes, but I want to make sure that that is our focal point, that we are after the person of Jesus that we are after his glory and prayer. And I believe that it is, you can't, I believe that you can't do anything without intercession and prayer. Father, give us a burning desire for intercession and prayer again. Father, that we would be so consecrated before you. Because to see his glory, to know his glory, we have to come to a place of consecration before the Father. You can stand to your feet. And Jesus, we repent for not believing that you can do all things through us. God, and we repent, Lord, God, where we have, God, made the pursuit of your glory a secondary option. And so, Father, I pray that you would open up the heavens, open up the heavens over us even right now. God, that we would, God, even if we just see a glimpse of your glory, and I believe that we felt that this morning in our worship time, I could feel his glory around us. He's real and tangible and is manifesting glory and presence is here with us. God, there is nothing too extravagant for you. Come on, I want you to seek his face. I want you to get, I want you to get in almost like an intercession place right now where I don't, I don't want you to think about the person next to you. I don't, want to, I don't want you to think about what you got to do this week or where you're going after service. I want you to just take a moment and seek his face. If you need to get on the floor, get on the floor. If you need to lay down, however you feel comfortable.
But right now, I want the Holy Spirit to deal with us for just a moment of where we have had a lack of unbelief. Father, help us to, Lord, experience the glory of your manifesting power. God, even for this city, God, even for this church, God, even in our lives personally, Father, I pray that you would open up, Lord, the heavens over us right now in the name of Jesus. Father, that you would come. Lord, that you would, Lord, that we would not just be stuck in our circumstances that we can't even see. Lord, that we can't even see the light of your glory. But God, I pray, Lord, that you would come. God, that you would come and intervene in our lives. See, all of this is so much bigger than us. Yet we like to be consumed with things that are going on in our personal lives. But there's such a bigger picture. He wants to reveal his glory and his power to you. And just like we talked about this morning, there's an overflow of abundance waiting for you, but we have to ask for it. And I dare you to ask for his glory to come. Father, that is a treasure that you have for us, that your glory would come. And so we ask for it this afternoon. We ask for it. Come on, I want you to actually just come to the altar. If you feel the Holy Spirit is moving on you or you feel like you need, I want you to come up, just come up to the altar. Father, we desire you. We desire your presence. We desire your glory. Come on, just let him speak to you for just a moment. is asking you today how bad do you want it He's waiting on you. He's waiting on your heart cry. I could come up here and say everything and anything to try to get you to understand, but he is asking you, how bad do you want it? Matthew 7 and 7, ask, promise Jesus, and it will be given to you. James 4, 2, you do not have because you have not asked. What are you asking for?
time. The question is, are you okay with the status quo? We see in Mark 12, 29 and 30, the most important of all things, of all commandments is this, the Lord Yahweh our God is one. You are to love the Lord Yahweh your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you and all your strength. I feel the Holy Spirit just wanting to bring conviction in a place that if that's not your drive, every bit of our heart, every passion of our heart, all the energy of our being with every thought God is shifting the things of the way we see ministry from as if you, well, I love Jesus, so that's mine, that's the Sundays, that's this, or that's the ministry times, but my business is over here, but he's like, no, life is your ministry. Life is your ministry. And so to have a heart and a burning passion and a depth of love for the king is diving in a place that no matter what you're called to, you may not be called up here, you may not be called to ever speak in a mic, but you may be called to be a CEO that's called to curve and change and transform a business world that will be under kingdom principles that will shift the business world in ways that you were called and anointed to, but it's falling in the depth of falling in love with Jesus with every bit of our being and understanding that we're not asking for the glory of God for ourselves, but actually to manifest, to shift the things upon the earth, to fulfill what God is calling all of us to fulfill upon the earth. And it comes from a heart posture where we're chasing after Jesus and we're chasing after Jesus. We're falling in love so much with love with him that it is that place with every passion of our heart that naturally our physical being, our family life, our work, our life is so filled with his presence and his glory that it just manifests and people are healed, people are saved, people are delivered, people are brought to him by us just loving on the king. And right now, he's calling forth and drawing you in and say, will you come in farther with me? Will you come in farther with me? Will you come in farther with me? And it's not as if, if well, I've been in church for 20 years, so I'm as far as I can be. <laughs> if you ever think you've made it, I would challenge your love for the King. There's always growth. He always, there's always, every time you take a step, there's another step. I just want to release this word over, I didn't have time to share it this morning, but I'm just going to share this word that I felt Holy Spirit gave me for you guys. And so just remain where you're at, keep praying. But the Holy Spirit is saying to you today, don't just pray, God, give us Toronto, but God, give us Canada. Give us nations that will be a glorious impact on the earth right now as you have called us to be. And he says, watch as I am already expanding your territory, but you are not done for this is only the beginning. And he wants you to ask for more more of his blessings, richness, and wealth he wants to release over this house. He says, ask for it. And it will seem as though you are going at such a speed that you can't catch up. But he says, I will give you and am giving you the supernatural grace on this house to handle the more of what I want to give to you. Be mindful of the prayers you pray and be diligent in asking me for the impossible. Begin praying the unusual prayers, he says. 
He says, I am taking you from a local church to a house of miracles for my glory. And you will go into nations and nations will come to you. You will see John 10.10 fulfilled at Toronto City Church. And you will have life and life abundantly. And people will be drawn into the glory of God. This is why it's important. Because he has an assignment for you. But you've got to catch it first. And so, Father, I release, Lord, God, what seems maybe impossible, what feels like too far gone or too far reached, it seems so far away. But God, I pray, Lord, that you give them a grace, Lord, and a supernatural ability to do everything that you've called this church and city to do. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would open up the floodgates of blessings and provision. Father, I pray for every need. God, every volunteer, staff role that needs fulfilled. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would, f- you would fill it. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would send the right appointed people to this house, Lord, to fulfill the assignment that you have destined them to be. Father, we release. We ask, Lord, that you would release your glory. that this would be a house of miracles. Signs and wonders will follow your ministry. Signs and wonders, and I'm, I'm talking about some pretty crazy stuff. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would prepare their hearts for what is to come. And Father, even if we, some of us maybe even haven't quite caught on yet, but Father, I pray, Lord, God, that the that resistance in their heart, God, maybe, Lord, maybe a lack of understanding, God, that there would be encounters with you like they've never, you, that they've never had before. Encounters in their homes, not just in a church building, but encounters with you personally. And so, Father, we release that. And we thank you, Jesus, for the assignment and the call that you have for Toronto City Church and for the Wittens. God, I pray, Lord, that every promise is fulfilled that they lack nothing. You will lack nothing. I'm aware of time, but I do want to pray over some people. We already seen, I don't know, three or four backs healed earlier, intestinal issues being healed. Um, people being relieved of actually some pressure from stress where they hadn't eaten in days, um, be healed. So I do want to just release a couple words of knowledge. If you want prayer, um, I guess if you guys want prayer, you can stay there. That's fine. But if you want some healing in prayer, um, not because we're anybody, but just the Holy Spirit is here. And so um, I felt something, um, I heard um, cardiac arrest, maybe something to do with someone's heart that's had some heart issues recently is there anybody here with some heart issues okay um, also as well as something to do with vision the cataracts I want to pray for you as well um, something to do with somebody's liver specifically anybody have liver issues here as well as the testimonies from earlier, testimonies that we've seen, is this the thing. When we hear the testimony of one thing, we expect it to happen for ourselves, right? And so from that, if you want prayer for healing or if you want prayer for um, just, you just want prayer, you come join us. I'm just gonna pass this over to pastor for a moment. Yeah, one of the things we're going to do a shift here, but Nate and Megan just really had in their heart to pray for people who need prayer, particularly of healing. As you heard, there's already been healing testimonies. So uh, we're going to do a dismissal for those who need to go. But if you want to stay for prayer, you're welcome to stay for prayer as well or just to seek God. We are going to ask moms and dads if one of you can go grab your kids so our kids' workers can be uh, relieved of their duties. And we also just really want to encourage everybody uh, Nate and Megan have really sewn into us and they've kind of referenced how they have just lived by faith. So we want to encourage you to check out their table 
Learn more about, you can get on their mailing list, join them in prayer. If you feel to join them as a partner, do that. They've got that mentorship program, which you can check out as well too. We also just want to give an opportunity for us to sow into them today. We want to bless them with a great offering as a church. So again, you can give in all the different ways that we give. On our Tithely online, it just says Turner Missions. The one thing we did want to let you know today, our regular debit terminals are out of service, but you can still give through our Square Terminal. And that is just going to be at the Welcome Center. So if you need to give your regular tithes and offerings, or you need to give, but we'll have one of our team members there to help you in that. Uh, so we just wanted to mention that, doing that. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Wasn't that a good word today? Wasn't that just awesome? And so, so they just want to minister and pray over people. So we're just going to ask, we'll dismiss those who need to can go. But if you want prayer, we're going to ask just you come up and line across the front. Paul, if you don't mind helping get some things organized, we'll grab a couple other guys, a couple of our leaders just to help organize things. But just come line up across the front. And uh, whether it was one of the words of knowledge that were called out for healing or whether it's just prayer. And you maybe Megan's word really stirred your heart. I mean, we already came and responded, but just being hungry for more of the glory of God in your life. I want to invite you just to come forward. They're going to take time. And I promise you, I watched them first service. They take time just ministering and blessing people. And they just have that heart. And so if we can do that, and maybe if I can get just a Paul with somebody and then one of our other leaders just to... One with Megan and one with Paul, just, or not Paul, one with Megan, one with Nate, just to make sure that there is uh, just proper support for them. But we love you guys so much. Thank you for being here today. Let's keep this week in prayer, uh, as we mentioned, you guys. And then the team also mentioned, feels a little self-serving, but there is ice cream for everybody in celebration of my birthday. So, so it's not even my gift to you, but it's our gift to you because it's my birthday. So grab some ice cream on your way out. But we love you. God bless you. But we're going to make this a place of prayer. So the other thing we'll ask, if we can not do a lot of talking here in the assembly, just so it doesn't disrupt the prayer that's happening. It's warm outside. There's lots of space in the lobby. So let's just turn that into a place of talk and discussion. God bless you guys.